Hello and welcome to season two of Inform's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay, and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am honored and thrilled that joining me today is Tina Fries Decker, president and CEO of Spectrum Health. Welcome, Tina, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I know we have a lot of ground to cover, and um, you are trying to protect the health of an entire community, so we should just jump right in. <laughs> Sounds good. How, how do you define and communicate the differences between diversity, inclusion, and equity in your organization? Terry, it's a great question, and we have spent a lot of time talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, you know, we have a, a, a DE&I, a division within our organization, so a lot of work has been going on. But at the heart of it, when we, when I, we think about diversity, it includes embracing all of the unique differences that, in, that each of us brings as individuals to, to an organization, to a, um, to a, a group. And it's, there's a whole range of characteristics that describe diversity in the workplace, from gender, age, ethnicity, education, disabilities, language, multiculturalism. There's, there's a lot of things that describe us. So that's diversity. Inclusion means creating an environment or a culture in which all perspectives are welcomed and appreciated. And I know I've been really focused on both of these as the president and CEO for Spectrum Health. But then we also added equity to the to our diversity and inclusion group because we recognize the importance of meeting populations where they are. And as we develop those strategies, it's to allow a fair perspective. And so we talk about equity, uh, especially as a workplace environment, but we also talk about health equity, um, means, which health equity means coming up with you know, solutions that are tailored toward the population. Um, you know, we talk about our mission statement being uh, to improve health, inspire hope, and save lives. And COVID-19 and this pandemic really highlighted the continued disparities. And um, our responses focused on educating and reaching out to diverse populations, including you know, talking about the vaccine clinics and talking about what people need to know to stay safe with this virus. We were very purposeful about trying to make sure that we reduce those inequities occurring uh, because of this COVID-19 virus. When we talk about um, employees or our team members, uh, for all of DE&I, I talk a lot about belonging. I think that is one measure that really helps us understand how inclusive we are, how diverse and how equitable we are. And so we've been measuring this on our team member listening surveys to just gauge how our team members are feeling, and if they feel um, the belonging to the organization and a calling to the purpose that we have. Oh, I just, I just love that. You know, I, I, um, belonging. You know, it's so refreshing to hear CEO leaders like you talking about, you know, things that are usually considered soft uh, matters, but but they're not. They're so important and. 
Um, I, I just applaud you for the, your leadership and the work that you've done um, on the equity front. You know, we, certainly you're right. COVID has just highlighted the disparities in our communities. And as the largest employer in Grand Rapids and one that is providing an essential service, it's so heartening to hear about your really, your really deep commitment to these yeah. issues. So, th- so thank you for that, Tina. Oh, it, it is deep because I, I really believe that um, what we can offer to our communities in terms of helping them with their health is about the culture that we, that we have inside the organization and how we interact outside the organization. And so we are very focused on our values, living our values every day, um, you know, with curiosity, collaboration, courage, and compassion, and, and making sure that we are about uh, caring for and serving the person, whether it's a patient, whether it's a member through Priority Health, or it's a community member. It's just really important that we're back to purpose and that our culture supports that. Absolutely. And, and I have to tell you, I think it's palpable whenever I interact with anybody um, from your system or from Priority Health. I, I think you're doing a great job Thank you. <laughs> modeling. Yeah, it's not easy, I'm sure. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk a little bit about, the, you know, just the basic blocking and tackling, you know, what can leaders do on a day-to-day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion, not just talk about it, but make it happen. Well, one of the first things I think leaders can do is to increase their own self-awareness about any biases that uh, you may have as individuals. And um, at Spectrum Health, we've done unconscious bias training, which is required now of all of our team members. And so it's important that leaders educate themselves to successfully lead diverse teams and be aware of of how their own biases could impact uh, decisions, whether it's employment-related decisions or other decisions. I've gone through the training and it was wonderful um, and very eye-opening just to make sure we're really clear on what it is. And then I've also asked, you know, said, okay, what biases do we as an organization have and how do we address those? So I think leaders can have that self-awareness individually and from an organization perspective. I also think it's important that leaders are prepared to have conversations that, you know, at times can be uncomfortable and they could be conversations about racism or discrimination or harassment or bullying. And these are very tough subjects. Last year, we introduced the concept of daring discussions during our first day of understanding. So leaders would have this common framework for those tough discussions. And so that's, that's integral. And then the last thing I wanted to comment on is that one of the most important things a leader can do is to listen. Listening is a key element of feeling heard, understood, and back to the point I said earlier, belonging. And so we need to listen with our hearts and our ears and our minds and act with more intention to move forward. Mm. That's so true. And I just love that concept of listening, which sounds easy, but really isn't. Um, Especially, you know, when you're in uncomfortable territory, Uh, it takes a real commitment, but boy, does it make a difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great. So, so, so the next question I have for you, 
I'm almost embarrassed to ask because it's, you know, well, I'd like to talk a little bit about the rapid pace of change and talk about an industry that has experienced an extremely rapid pace of change and continues to do so. You know, how, how does that um, pace of change within your organization and industry affect your leadership style? And could you maybe share a story about a time when you had to adapt to or implement real change? Oh, there are many stories. You know, I cannot think of another time other than right now where we are all adapting and implementing real change in real time. This pandemic, you know, forced silos to crumble overnight in many organizations. Mm. The themes have become more cross-functional, ideas and experiences and resources are shared quickly. And as a result, we're seeing massive innovation and implementation of new and better models of care and coverage in healthcare. So I think leaders need to balance patience with impatience, moving fast with taking time. The key is knowing when to hit the accelerator and when to hit the brake. Mm. This past year, there were times we iterated quickly, like ramping up our telemedicine to treat people remotely during the pandemic. Mm. And at other times we slowed down to make sure we did it well. And so I rely on several strategies. Um, most importantly, I focus on our mission and our vision and our values to make sure that I stay grounded. I also round throughout our system to talk with our team members and physicians to listen and understand what is going on. And I believe doing all of this has brought us even closer together. Healthcare you know, is an industry where every day we get to come to work and literally improve health, inspire hope and save lives, our mission. And I believe as a result of this pandemic, we have reconnected with that as our central purpose and what is truly exciting to me is that we have an opportunity right now to transform the status quo and create a better normal in healthcare. It's it's true, you know the the phrase "never uh, waste a good crisis" um, just comes to mind because it is always an opportunity, mm-hmm. as as stressful as as it is. Gosh, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you for sharing that. I I've wondered how you stay grounded (laughs) because it's got to be just an incredible challenge um, during these times. So thanks for sharing that. You know, another thing that I've heard you talk about and that I think you're known for is trust. You know, we talk about how trust is identified as a key element of leadership. Could you maybe tell us how you uh, have built trust amongst your colleagues in the past and why you think it worked? Well, every day we are cultivating and earning the trust of our patients, our members, our team members, and our communities. And so to build trust, it's important to be true to your values as as well as being transparent and honest with your words and your actions. I think it comes down to showing true authenticity. And this was before the pandemic uh, true, but it's especially true over the last 14 months. The pandemic, it not only got us to communicate transparently, openly and honestly, but also showing a bit of emotion and caring. You know, if you think about um, simple phrase of how we greet people, how are you? Before COVID-19, I believe it was said without even thinking. And now when we say it, 
uh, at least for me, I really mean it. I want to know how you are doing. Um, so I think that's critical. And we must not forget this, this bond that we have shared over the last 14 months that everyone has gone through. May have impacted each other differently, but we have experienced this together. And I do think that we are learning to truly listen to each other and to have empathy for what that other, other person is feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, my second point is that I, I believe that being the real us matters. The vulnerability cultivates trust, belonging, and fellowship. And everywhere I look, I see people connecting in a much more real way, whether it's on virtual meetings where you get to see a glimpse of their lives, uh, their dog running through, or you hear the doorbell, or, and we see them in their home, we see an authentic real person and we hear those real sounds. And you know what? We're not scared away and it's okay. We're also having some of those real conversations, sharing our perspectives in a passionate way. I mentioned our day of understanding where we actually sat down and talked about what is going on in our country. We talked about racism and we listened. And some team members said that was the the most beneficial day that they've had at Spectrum Health. So as we become more authentic, I believe this will foster an enhanced trust in ourselves and in others. Mm -hmm. And it allows each and every one of us to just be ourselves. So true. (laughs) So, so true. You know, trust, I I, um, heard someone say the other day, you know, trust, you, you work to build it and it can be gone in a second. Um, uh, and you know, when you've lost it. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that the points that you made about that authenticity, well, it relates to our earlier conversation, people feeling that they can bring their, their whole self (laughs) to work. Um, they can be who they truly are in the workplace and how that just creates a virtuous cycle with building trust as um, we do that over time. So kudos, that's really great. So, and, and, I, and I believe people are at their best when they are themselves. Yeah. And, and so there's no need to hide that. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because it seems like it's been scary for so long to be who you really are at right. work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess it's um, a blessing that we, we always have an opportunity to get it right. So, so Tina, before you go, can you share with us a story about how you used, or maybe even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered? Um, you know, people take their cue from leaders. And so as president and CEO of a large health system, in the midst of this pandemic with fear and uncertainty, I know that people look to me for leadership and guidance. And so over the last year or more, in moments of high stress, extreme frustration and conflict, I worked very hard to make sure that I kept my emotions in check, to remain calm and centered and to show um, I had confidence in our leadership team and our entire organization. And so I think that is really important to, um, as a leader, uh, sometimes you, know things, sometimes you don't know things, and but it's important to be calm, centered, 
to figure out the way forward and to provide that vision uh, so people can latch on to where we're going and um, go in the same direction as the purpose and the mission. How do you, how do you do that when you're under, I mean, do you have any, <laughs> you know, when you're exhausted and you're, you know, all of your buttons are being pushed, <laughs> you know, all of that, you, you must have some, maybe it's deep breathing, maybe it's, I don't know if you have any special tips for us when we're in those times of extreme stress to remember the importance of that. Well, I always think it's okay to take a moment. Um, even if it's just 20 seconds, take a moment for yourself. Make sure you are really clear about what you stand for and what you want to accomplish. And uh, then you can proceed. Sometimes that 20 seconds is all I need. Sometimes it's five minutes to make sure I collect my thoughts and I'm ready to share um, what I wanna share. I also think it's important to you know, have a close group of people that you can count on whether it's your team, whether it's your family or some friends. And you, you need somebody to be able to talk to. I'm reminded that May is a mental health month. And uh -huh. so it's very important that we each check in on ourselves to make sure that we are doing okay and then check in on those that we care about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gosh. Tina, thank you so much for joining us today. And I would be remiss if I didn't just say thank you on behalf of all of us for your incredible leadership, not just at Spectrum, but in the community. Um, you, are, you are doing so much to lift up and uh, create a positive future for everyone. So thank you for giving so selflessly um, to, to do that. Thank you so much. It's, it's my honor to serve. And I love working with people such as you and others that uh, have purpose uh, in their hearts and minds about what we can really accomplish together. Well, how could we end on a higher note? I don't think we can. So <laughs> that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informmichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out season one, as well as Meet Him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events. Thank you so much for joining us today.